Paragraph 9. Okay, paragraph 10. She finally starts talking about something. Like, how bad is that, dude? <laughs> it's like when a YouTuber does a video and, like... Talks they, about themselves they, the for, whole time? For the first three minutes of a news video that should take them five seconds, they're like, well, as a as a Final Fantasy fan and someone that has played the series for a long time, I personally feel that the series needs to go in this direction. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, they added a jump button to the game. Thanks for watching, guys. <laughs> yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Gaming Effect. Uh, I am your co-host, Alex, a.k.a. Soldier First Class. I am Corey, a.k.a. Dookie03. And we're here with episode 12. We just got done with the uh, the mental health episode last time, so if you uh, want to uh, see us admit to probably being crazy at some point, uh, check that video out, or that, uh, that episode out. That was the previous episode. We also just finished up our Final Fantasy VIII series, which a lot of people were looking forward to. And yeah. uh, so definitely check out those three episodes. Uh, be sure to check us out on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube, wherever you prefer. And also don't forget to give us a rating and a share. We really appreciate it. Uh, we just broke 500 plays. Woo! So. So pretty pretty impressive for an up, upstart podcast. Uh, I think statistically speaking, podcasts usually don't last past the fifth episode. So that's why we did our. Q&A I believe for the fifth so because somebody we were I like, feel like I read that or somebody. No told which that. funny enough, that is our <laughs> most played episode. Actually, that's probably why everybody peaks on their fifth episode and then they. <laughs> well, what it probably is is people did the Q and A and they figured out how stupid we are, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, that's well, probably what it was." It's all downhill from here. They're like, "We ain't coming back to this shit show." We should do another Q and A for episode fifteen. Final Fantasy fifteen. <laughs> Final Fantasy. We were talking about Final Fantasy. 15 we were just a little bit ago. Yeah. Greatest so, fishing game ever made. It's I true. gotta say, it really it's true. is. It, uh, you know, it's, yeah, you come for the RPG, you stay for the fishing. Absolutely. I, dude, I wish, like, I was so close to buying a PlayStation VR just to play the Final Fantasy 15 VR fishing game. You, okay. Monster of the Deep. You, you won't buy a PS5, but you would buy an equally expensive PSVR to play a stupid It's not equally expensive, but it is very, very expensive. It's very close to being the same. What do you mean? PS5? I think PS5 is like $500 here. PSVR is $200, which is still way too much to play. Yeah, Yeah, dude. I saw it in, uh... I saw it in the gaming shop. I was in the city this past weekend, like the big city. That's why you can see my Bucky O'Hare action figure over there. Um, but uh, I, I grabbed some stuff while we were in the city, and I saw a PlayStation VR, and I was like, oh, I wonder if these came down in price. And no, they have not. They're still like $200, man. But uh, PS5s, there's no games. At least PSVR, you got the fishing game. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Dude, I love fishing games. I do. I'm. I do want to do. I've. I've wanted to do it for quite some time now. But I want to do a top ten fishing mini games video. 
I thought you had so many good ones. No, I did a I did a top five best and worst mini games video, oh, but okay. I it, I purposely excluded uh, fishing ones because I wanted to do a separate video for that. Well, I I think I remember you also saying that you wanted to finish the Breath of Fire games before you. Yeah, because the because I heard the fishing mini games were really good in them, and it was like the three and four had some pretty good fishing mini games, but the games themselves were kind of like. I don't know. They're not crap, but they're not good. Like they, yeah. I don't know. I feel like as because like the past like two years, I my whole like goal on my stream has been to go back and play or replay all the like PS One JRPGs that I like never got around to playing or ones that I just haven't played since I was like fucking twelve years old. So I went back and uh, played like a bunch of them, and honestly, as much as I like, I, I don't know if I shit on final fantasy 7 anymore but i used to like quite a bit and uh i i understand i think now why people love uh loved final fantasy 7 so much back then because to me final fantasy 7 was always like the bar like final fantasy 7 is like a good game but it's not like the be all end all and like any game better than final fantasy 7 is a really good game and any game worse than final fantasy 7 is like uh it's okay you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i until i went back and replayed some like breath of fire 3 breath of fire 4 i'm gonna get shit on for this but i honestly appreciate final fantasy 7 a lot more there's still some stuff that i really can't stand in it but overall uh it's a good game that's fun to play and it never feels like a chore to play other Mm -hmm. than catching a chocobo that is fucking horrible but everything else like like it's a game and and you don't get lost in it you know what I mean? Like it, it, the pacing's pretty decent for the most part. Um, you're not constantly being like, okay, where the fuck do I go now? But a lot of those like PS1 JRPGs do suffer from that. And uh, Breath of Fire was just like there was like really no story in in three and four. Honestly, it didn't feel like there was like bare like barely story sprinkled in there. The characters were good in three, but overall the story wasn't that great. And the mini games were horrible yeah seven had a lot of mini games like seven had some bad lot. ones too yeah yeah, yeah. the um, only one i think i liked in seven was the submarine one and i don't think it was good I, I think i just liked it for some reason yeah um yeah i this is pretty well documented but as much as i love the original seven um i you just like the can- remake way more <laughs> I knew that's where that was going. Got it. Isn't that where that was going? No, not at all. So, no, I, um, I have a hard time touching those games because I, I can't do it, dude. I, every time I think of the fan base and like how I was treated and like how just batshit insane some of those people are. And I'm not saying all, like not all of seven fans are fucking nuts, but yeah. like, okay, for example, Ever Crisis this weekend or this past week has like a crossover event right now with like Final Fantasy Final Nine. Nine, yeah, and like a bunch of the characters are wearing like Final Fantasy Nine outfits or they have oh, like okay. Final Fantasy Nine themed haircuts or something, and like Tifa fans are flipping the fuck out because Tifa has Amaranth's hair, 
Oh, that's weird. Like, it's not, like, exactly, but she has, like, red streaks in her hair, and her oh. hair is, like, done a little differently. And Tifa fans are, like, freaking the fuck out over it, dude. And I'm like, that's Jesus weird. fucking Christ. I like Tifa. These people need to be fucking taken to a goddamn mental institution and, st- <laughs> and studied. Like, literally studied. Like Just fucking- like, hey, that's just like what Mr. Ho- Dr. Hojo did to Aerith. Yeah, it's like, dude, just <laughs> fucking hell. Can you people please just enjoy the fucking shit or not enjoy the shit? Like, just, it's not, your whole fucking personality does not need to be wrapped up in this shit. Like, god damn it. It just pisses me off so much. Because, like, you can't any have fan a, base c- You can't like have that. a, no, no, no. Any, here's the thing, here's the thing. Dude, any, I have any never fan base seen... gets like that, but seven fans are the worst. Like, the, there's way more, like, if you take, if you take all... Of the Final Fantasy VII fans, the percentage that are like that are way higher than any other fan base. You know um, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't want to shit on the the Seven fan base because, like, not all of them are like that. But you have these people that are, like, yeah. fucking so obsessed with the shit, they make 50 different fucking burner accounts on the same email <laughs> to talk to themselves on these <laughs> different... Yes! They do this shit. They fucking... Make 90 fucking profiles so that they can share things and it makes it look like an army of people is coming after somebody. And really, it's just just one dude. It's literally just the same person who's probably 45, horribly obese, and fucking is terminally online and got kicked off of Tumblr for posting porn. So now they fucking are on Twitter making it everybody else's problem. And it probably is the guy that got... Omegle shut down. Did you hear Omegle yes, got shut yeah, down? Yeah, I saw that. Fucking, Under fucking standably so, honestly. Fucking green-haired fucks. Anyway. Honestly, dude, Omegle was fucking... I've, I went on Omegle, uh, like, I think three times in my life, and it was always when we were, like, completely hammered. Yeah. Like, oh, let's go on Omegle and talk to people. I remember I was, like, I was like speaking, like, Chinese to some Chinese chick, and she was, like, all, like, so stoked that I was speaking Chinese to her, and then she was speaking English, and we were... We were, like, just so stoked that she was speaking English. But it was, like, that's what it was, like, created for. But there's so many, like, pedophiles and there's shit so on many there, There's so many dicks. It's, oh. Literally. Yeah. Literally it's all so dicks. many dicks. Yeah, just fucking. You gotta get through, dick, like, 14 dick, dicks to yeah. get to, like, a normal person. Yeah, and then the person that is the normal one is looking for dicks, so then they click <laughs> off of you. So. They click off of you. <laughs> yeah, oh, so. Man. uh but anyway, yeah. Now that I've got my mini rant out of the way about that hey, shit, hey, you think you think uh, being a Final Fantasy VII fan's tough? Try being a Sonic the Hedgehog fan. <laughs> <laughs> Try liking Kingdom Hearts. Uh, uh, no, I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather not either. <laughs> oh my god, well, this has started out real well. This is yeah, it is. People all right, pro- all all four people that are still watching. Yeah, all, all, all four people that haven't clicked off of this yet. Uh, so, anyway, game... God damn it. Here's the thing. Kingdom Hearts fans are at least, like, self-aware of how ridiculous their, like, plot and stuff is. I Some feel of like, them. Some I of feel them. Like, I feel like the Kingdom Hearts fans are, like, more... Um, they're like, know. we know this is stupid, but we like yeah, it. Yeah, but we enjoy it, right? They right. enjoy the games and they like the characters and stuff. Like, and they're the, they're the like they're okay great. with like la- yeah, they're okay with like laughing at themselves like sometimes, right? Whereas, and, and so are Sonic fans, but Final Fantasy VII fans are not at all. Yeah, and I think that's maybe why they're 
always seen as like the worst yeah because like sonic fans are like yeah i'm literally beating off to a bat with tits like (laughs) okay i can see why i can see why maybe somebody's criticizing me you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) i can see why someone might think i'm weird but yeah 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 (laughs) final fantasy 7 fans are like no you're the weird one (laughs) (laughs) remember that like final fantasy 7 house where they yes that's messed up, dude. Dude, I think that some of these people frequented that place because, like, Jesus Christ. Just stop by the old FF7 house for the afternoon. Dude, when your name is Soldier First Class and you literally don't ever talk <laughs> about Final Fantasy VII because these people are so fucking insane that you can't, you just don't, you just don't want to take part in it. Like, do you, do you realize the irony here? Like, yeah, I do. But anyway, let's, let's fucking. Move big, on big from Zach this. Fair fan. Yeah, fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> I fucking hate you sometimes. <laughs> All right, what we've been playing slash excited for. You go ahead because mine's gonna be a little bit longer. Um, I've been playing uh, Dragon Quest Four in preparation for Dragon Quest Monsters Three: The Dark Prince. Uh, Dragon Quest Four is uh, or Dragon Quest Monsters Three: The Dark Prince is like a prequel slash happens at the same time but from a different viewpoint so it's like final uh, fantasy 7 remake no 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 it's like uh digimon story cyber sleuth hacker's memory it's it happens kind of before as well as during final or dragon quest 4 so i've been trying to refresh myself i've been playing the ds version of dragon quest 4 which i've only played through like this is my third playthrough of the ds version and there's little differences from the nes one and it's very like confusing every now and then because i'll be uh what you got going on there but i don't know (laughs) oh um we it's it's very (laughs) it's very like uh i'm not even high there's subtle changes and like they're so subtle that i don't notice them and then all of a sudden i'm like what am i doing right now like because i'm used to like doing things in a certain order in the nes one but they like shift the order up a little bit sometimes and it's honestly most of the time for the better other than the beginning but this is actually my first time, and Dragon Quest fans are going to uh, crap on me for this. This is my first time playing through a Dragon Quest game and actually using party chat. So party chat is uh, basically all your party members will like talk to you and stuff. Yeah, it's like you... Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven has party chat. You've used party chat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've been playing Dragon Quest my entire life, and I never used it. And, I did like... something in Dragon Quest before you. Yeah, and everybody's always everybody's always talking about the party chat. The only time I ever used it was like in Dragon Quest Eight. If I was like, "Shit, I don't remember where I was supposed to be going," and then I would just use party chat and they'd be like, "We, I, go you know, there. I guess that just makes me a bigger Dragon Quest fan than you." It does. It really you does. Know, by default, only you, in size, though. You fucking, <laughs> you fucking <laughs> imposter. <laughs> and then, uh, but but anyways, so this is my first time doing party chat. So I had to patch. The Japanese version because there's no fucking party chat in the North American release of the DS version. What? I know, dude. Square Enix does the weirdest shit with the Dragon Quest games. Square but Enix does the weirdest shit with all their games. Period. Dude. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But uh so yeah, I'm playing this in party chat. Keep in mind, Dragon Quest Four has like my favorite cast of characters probably of all time, and now I love them even more because I'm like getting to know them better. The only character I always like kind of hated was Borea. He's like this old Russian man. And uh he's just I don't know, he's just boring and shitty. 
And uh, now I kind of like him because the whole time when you use party chat, he's like, we should we should probably get back to town and like back sore. Like he's like just typical like old man commentary yeah. on the situation. Everyone's like having this grand adventure. And he's like, man, my feet sure hurt. We should probably get back to town. <laughs> All over, like it's just he's always complaining about being sore. But you like drag him across the country. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, I'm digging the hell out of it. Uh, I'm excited to see the later chapters with party chat and all, and, and I'm excited to play through all the games with party chat now, because now I kind of know what I've been missing out on, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. And obviously I'm looking forward to dragon quest monsters three, the dark prince comes out December 1st, baby. I just pre-ordered it today. Finally. Cause I've been broke as shit. Super Mario I've... RPG comes out next week. Yeah. So also I think I messaged you that, um, I just found out that Arda Piazza did that made that game and those are the guys that did all the dragon quest remakes on the 3ds or on the ds and 3ds so is it safe to say that square enix didn't have anything to do with it this time then other than like ip stuff well arthur piazza i think works under the enix banner or used to or oh do they okay yeah yeah so they probably did have a hand in it or at least they like sub sublet out that, well yeah because uh, i know square enix uh they outsource i think some of their emulation stuff so yeah, that could be like it. Uh, even Dot Mu did uh, Final Fantasy VIII, and I don't think that they're under Square Enix technically. No, I don't think so either, because they had done a bunch of other stuff too. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, that so that's exciting. I'm not a big like Super Mario or a Super Mario RPG guy, but from what I've seen, they fixed like the only parts that I really didn't like in Super Mario RPG, which is like. I don't like, uh, well, I don't like 3D platforming to begin with, but the worst 3D platforming is like that isometric shit. Like Sonic 3D Blast is like one of the worst freaking games to play. But uh, there's like that part. Uh, I've only like played parts of Super Mario RPG and I've never finished it. But there's a part where like you have to climb these like vines up into the sky. Does that kind of ring a bell, that part? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like fucking impossible for me. But it, they made it look like uh, a lot better in the remake. Yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be pretty sweet. I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, so I just finished platinuming uh, RoboCop. RoboCop. And I got to say, dude, it's it's not going to blow anybody's minds. It's not going to it's not this deep like Western RPG type game. Just a good like, fucking RoboCop. It's game. just a fun fucking game. It's not even like. <laughs> It's not even j just about it being RoboCop. Like it's, it's like viciously brutal, like gore, like not like guts and stuff hanging out, but like you know when you shoot somebody in the head, like their head explodes, or like you know if you throw a oh motorcycle at somebody and it like it'll take off their legs and stuff. Like oh, okay. it's it's a brutal graphic game, but it's just fucking fun. Like everything you do. Like, you walk in, like, there's side quests and stuff. And, like, normally, mm -hmm. you know, you're thinking, like, fetch quests or whatever. Well, this one, like, there's a quest where you're at an abandoned mill. And there's a room that you go in for the side quest that starts the side quest. And, like, uh, you walk in, and then this guy gets on the intercom and starts talking shit to you. And then you, then you walk through this door, and it's, like, this, like, hallway or, like, this tunnel area that's filled with like gas tanks and all kinds of shit that explodes. And then there's no. like a, there's like a fuckload of enemies that you have to get through. 
and then like you get to the end and you have to smash all the drugs and stuff that are in there. But then, oh, you, okay, but then yeah. you get this big ass sniper rifle at the very end of it that mm-hmm. you can use later. Uh, cause I like saw my buddy play that part actually. God, it's so good, dude. It's so fun. Like, it, like I said, it's not very deep. Like the skill tree is very, very, very simple. Um, I think it's every two or three skill points you get a new skill in that tree. Um right. and skill and leveling up in skill points is like pretty quick. Like it's pretty oh, easy. That's good. Um and like depending on your abilities, you can like open chests and stuff for free without needing the code or anything like that. Or uh you can like hack into breaker boxes and heal yourself with that instead of having to use heal packs. Right, um, right. And that was, like, from, I think, was it RoboCop 2 or something, where he's getting, like, all reprogrammed or whatever and in order to, like, fry right. himself to un- and this, undo that. And this, this takes place between 2 and 3. Yeah, So if yeah. you've seen any, if you've seen 1 and 2, you will get context and stuff that's in the in the game. Dude, you, uh, so I've been, like, watching my buddy Kame Senen uh, stream the game, and that's how I kind of, I was, like, mm-hmm. told you to, like, check it out. But, um... And he, you go to the place from the first one, like the place where you kill the red foreman yeah. character and the, the chalk line still on the ground. Yeah. Like the, that's so cool, man. You go like right to that place. Yeah. It's really, it's got a lot of cool references, a lot of cool, like callbacks and stuff to the movies. And like, it feels like a movie, like a, like a, not a spinoff, but really, but like an in-between movie between two and three. Yeah. And it, it does the game justice. Like it's, it's, or the, the, the IP justice. It's really, really fucking good. Like I, I don't want people to go into it thinking it's going to be this super in-depth, like whatever. It's just, it's kind of like a shooting gallery game a little bit. Like, yeah, there's a shitload of enemies. It's almost like a bullet hell almost. Okay. But like Well you get like you get like the bullet time for a little bit when you walk into like each situation too, right? Kinda. So yeah. when you breach an area, yes. But you can oh, unlock okay. the ability to have bullet time anytime you want later. Uh, okay. And you can actually improve how much time you get too. Um but yeah, it's 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 just a simple first person shooter bullet hell kind of game, and it's really fucking fun. And like People can say, and it doesn't have any game breaking bugs. It runs on Unreal Engine five. Like, it is just a very solid made video game. And in today's like video game culture, this That's is rare. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, yeah, it's it's really yeah. rare to find a game this complete, this well done, and this fun in the modern era. So and I, it's a small studio too. Yeah. It's a super small studio and I applaud yeah. them a lot because not only did they get RoboCop, right? They got the fundamentals of a good video game, right? So I, I, as weird as it is to say, I would say RoboCop is a must play. If you like, I, I thought you were going to say my, my game of the year. No. Every time you play a new game, it's always your game of the year. No. Well, we've had such a great year. <laughs> no, we have. We have. We have. That's why um, I was like laughing because I thought you were going to say this was your game of the year. No, I, I would say it's a must play if you like first person uh, just shooting just our fun story games is, is just 
Yeah. Or like, even like a old like a RoboCop fan or like 80s like movie fan. Yeah, really. if you're a RoboCop fan, play this game for sure. Yeah. Um I'm also playing a lot of MLB the show. Uh it's okay, a game yeah. I play every year, except for last year. I bought it last year and it didn't have my name in it anymore cuz they switched commentary teams. So they took my name out of it and they put Your it back name in this used year. to be yeah. in the game? Yeah, my name used to be in the game. Like what my last mean? name. Because oh. they can say your name, right? If, if you have like, if it's part, I'm of the... always in in those in like the UFC games. I'm always the warrior. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, if you have an actual name that they have in their files, it will yeah. say your name. But if you don't, then you it'll usually do like, oh, this player, or you know, if you have a nickname or or whatever, it goes by yeah. that. Um, been playing a lot of that. Uh, I actually just started playing Fallout again. Uh, Fallout Which 3 one? specifically. Oh, okay. I played a little bit of 4 today, but I had my son uh, all day because my wife was at work, so I didn't really get a chance to play a lot of it. Um, I heard 4 wasn't as good as 3. Gameplay-wise, 4 is really good. Game-wise, 3 is is way better. Oh, okay. Um, I really like 3. New Vegas is my favorite, but I just started playing 3 today, and it's because I... I stumbled upon like a lore video today on YouTube and I, or yesterday on YouTube and I was like, "Hmm, I'm going to watch this." And it was like a recap of like how the world of Fallout came to be, like the war okay. and all that and like the nuke dropping and all that stuff and so I decided to start playing 3 again uh cuz it got me really interested and I was look, you know, how we talked about the other day how like I get obsessed with stuff, I start researching. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens. I get obsessed with something, I start researching, and now I'm playing Fallout 3. So, um, not sure what kind of run I'm going to do of it, whether it's going to be like good, evil, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited to play that and, and get farther into it again. Uh, it's one of the better games I've played. Yeah, so, um, I never then, finished that one. It's really good. Um, and then, obviously, Super Mario RPG. Uh, right, you said that comes out next week. Yeah, next week. I think so. The probably 17th. it'll be out when this when the podcast goes up. Uh, it's probably gonna launch the same day as the oh, podcast. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. They added cutscenes. Um, Fucking stellar release year this yeah, year. Like it's a really holy good year. Shit. Yeah. So I, it's been a really good year for games for sure. Yeah. Um. So. <sighs> This next one's kind of a funny topic because you don't play these games in English, but whenever I get the opportunity to play these games in English, I do. And that is Yakuza. And there's been some controversy because the main character of almost every Yakuza game, uh, Kazuma Kiryu, just got a new voice actor. Right. Yong Yi, the YouTuber. Um and it's controversial for a lot of reasons. One, um, people think that uh, being a YouTuber, uh, he probably should have gone to like a a a, per, a professional voice, voice actor. actor. Now, yeah. I will say this: I I'm a I'm a JoJo fan, so I watched uh, Stone Ocean when it came out, and he did a really really good job as Father Pucci. Oh, that guy, that Yang Yi guy was in that? Yeah, he was the main oh, villain. Okay. And he did a really good job, but he changed his voice. 
Ah. And in Yakuza, it's literally just Yang Yi's voice. And it's yeah. like, if, you know, I, sh- I sent you the clip of the karaoke thing. <laughs> which, I'm breaking the law. Yeah, like, <laughs> you, like, Yakuza fans know that, like, karaoke minigames and stuff like that are a pretty a big, big part. A big part. They're a big meme. Like, it's just, it's a endearing part of the games to, to the yeah. fans. And it sounds fucking awful, dude. It yeah, sounds it fucking terrible. And, like, I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt because I don't want to just shit on him. But then right. you get on Twitter and the guy is being a fucking man-child. About, well, what's he doing? Well, he's blocking everybody. Oh. Like, anytime somebody's <laughs> well, like... And I get it, I get it. They could be wrong. going over the top, you know what A I mean? A lot of people will probably be going over the top. And yeah. I, get, I get that part of it. But he talked a lot of shit about Chris Pratt doing the voice for Mario. Oh. And now that it's being turned on him and people are like, hey, man, like, uh, you know, is there any, is this like the final build? Like, because <laughs> yeah, it no just doubt. sounds bad. It sounds like they were like, just do whatever. And that's what he did. And, but I mean, a part of that is the the vocal direction, too. Like, if that's right. what they wanted was him right. to just do himself then that's kind of, I guess, what he's going to do. Right, right? And, I, and I admit that that's part of it, but it's like any form of criticism, whether it's positive or negative, he's just blocking everybody. Oh, really? And it's like, dude, you ha- if you're going to put yourself out there, if you're going to put your product on there and brag about how good it is, and then, and then people hear yeah, it, yeah. and it's awful, and, and then... then then and you're then pull the bitch card kind of thing. Yeah, and then you're like, "Well, I earned this role. I blah blah blah. I did this and blah." It's like, dude, just take the criticism for what it's worth. Take the toxicity with a grain of salt and move on. It does not yeah. have to be this fucking thing. And then when you get called out for talking shit about other voice actors, yeah, not doing That's a good different. job. That's different. Yeah, and then you don't do a good job and you get called out for it. Don't fucking be a man child and not be able to handle it. Like take your licks like everybody else does. Like, you know, Chris Pratt probably heard a lot of negativity on his end too. Absolutely. And I'm sure he just blocked it the fuck out. Didn't fucking go on a tirade about it. Didn't fucking act like, Oh, I earned this role. I did this. I did that. My favorite thing. My favorite thing with the whole Chris Pratt was that meme where it was like when they first announced him as the voice actor and he's like, it's me, a Mario. <laughs> That's not the voice, but it's, it's something different. And then the me- and then the meme where it's like, that was the voice. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and he, you know what? It's funny. I watched the Super Mario Brothers movie and he did a good job. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did a good job. Like, obviously it's not Charles Martinet, but it's still a good job. Like, does he just sound like himself though? Uh... Yes, but he does put like a a twist, like some on energy it. into it at least. Yeah, kinda. it's not just like, oh, this is Chris Pratt. Like you can tell it's him, but not like. I heard uh, he's not Seth playing. Rogan was awful in it. See, I, I actually like Seth Rogen. Oh, uh, I heard he was like le- legit just Seth Rogen. Like, Jack Black else. stole the show, though. Yeah, I heard he was good, and like everybody else sucked. That's yeah, what I heard. No, they were all pretty good. Oh, okay. I, I really liked the whole voice cast. But yeah, but, uh, I... I, I never play the Yakuza games in anything other than Japanese. Yeah, like, a I'm, lot of people not, this won't affect, but at the same yeah. time, like, dude, you gotta roll with it. I'm usually that guy that's, that's like... Like, if uh, if something's in English 
and in Japanese, and it's been that way since the beginning of the series. Uh, I'm going to go with the English, but with mm-hmm. Yakuza, like I played Yakuza one, like a long ass time ago. I don't even think I played Yakuza one. I played the demo of Yakuza one. And then I played Yakuza two on the PS two, um, a long ass time ago. But the game that really got me into the series was actually Yakuza three on the PS three. And from there until Yakuza seven, it was all Japanese. Like there was no English voice acting. So to me, it's weird having English Mm -hmm. voices in that series because like the whole thing takes place in Japan. Every character is Japanese. Like, so what do they do? Cause there's always like a Western character that's like learning Japanese or, or learning uh, or speaking in like bad Japanese. So what do they sound like in the English one? Yeah. I don't know. Like, did you do the, the, you played like a dragon, right? Like the seventh one. Yakuza seven. Yeah. Yeah, there was that that blonde-haired guy with that, you know that school kind yeah. of series of side quests? What yeah. did he sound like then? I, uh, dude, it's English. been so long since I played it, I oh, don't really okay. remember. Because, yeah, they always, like, they're always, like, there's always, like, some character that's, like, from, like, I am from America. Like, <laughs> they're yeah. always, like, this weird, like, English kind of voice kind of thing. And it's, like, I don't know how they would do that how you do that if you have like English voice acting. Yeah. You kind of lose the context a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I have a hard time playing or watching stuff in Japanese. Like, um, obviously like old, like samurai movies, you obviously have to, but like I play games in English. I watch anime in English. Like I have to watch anime in English. Yeah. yeah, I can't watch anime. Cause I'm usually doing something else while I'm watching it. Same. I'm I'm always, yeah. I, I don't want to have to be looking at the screen constantly yeah, to know what's going on. Like, I want to be able to pop on anime, edit a video or something, or like... Yeah, absolutely. You know, do my thing. And so I need it in English. And it's also an attention thing. Like, yeah, to be able to pay attention, I have to have it in English. Yeah. Um, so it... That and we can't read, you guys. Right. <laughs> so I... The other thing too about Yong Yi is like he's one of those like fair weather people too. Like what does that mean? so like okay, when Cyberpunk was about to come out, right. He I think he got a chance to play it or something and he was like this might be the greatest game I've ever played, like blah blah blah, and then as soon as he saw all the fucking negativity about it, he hopped on that train. Oh, right? one of those guys. Yeah, he fair weathered it. He was like, when everybody was loving it, he was all loving it. But then as soon as the negativity came out, he completely fucking swapped his story and was like, this might oh, be the man. worst game ever, ever released, you know? Yeah, I know a lot of people that were like that with Final Fantasy VII Remake, but... Uh... Hey, listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> you weren't, thankfully. Yeah. But uh, uh, a lot of people were. Yeah, um, they kind of just follow the follow the crowd, I guess. Well, in reverse, actually, it was in reverse because it was at first everybody was like, what the fuck is this? And then all of a sudden, as soon as the positivity started running in, they're like, oh, I I love it now. Now that now that it's positive, I love it. It's it's just it's now that it's popular to like it. Yeah. Now that it's popular to like it now. Now I like it, you know, like, uh. Yeah. So anyway, not to harp on all this because it's 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 a dead horse we're beating here. But dude, I remember like this is 
fairly off topic, but kind of on topic. I remember when Star Wars Episode Eight came out. So like not the first of the new ones, but the second one. Yeah. I was like, that's the best fucking Star Wars movie ever made. <laughs> Dude, I was like, that was I remember walking out of the movie theater, me and my buddy Paul. And I was like, that was better than Return or uh, Empire Strikes Back. I remember saying I remember saying that, dude. <laughs> I have I still don't mind that one, but it's have, no fucking Empire Strikes Back. I have never wanted to punch you more in my life. <laughs> right in the face. Yeah. It's uh the the ninth one was really bad, but I didn't mind eight, honestly. It's it's I still like that one, but uh, I think the prequels it So here's the funny part, and it's gonna it's gonna roll back to Final Fantasy because Yeah. Final Fantasy has this weird thing where like people hated it first the modern era anyway people hate the game at first and then 10 years later we pull this revisionist history shit where now all of a sudden well the game was pretty good you know or or it wasn't that bad guys like there's a lot of and like then, and new then you ha- final fantasy 13 fans like, and then you have the fucking the revisionist history shit where all of a sudden, oh, this game isn't that bad. I really like this game. And then yeah. they just pop out of the fucking woodwork and you're like, yeah, Final Fantasy really? 13. Final Fantasy 13 is going through that right now. Actually, yeah. there's a lot of people that are like, um, man, I, I like, I like this game. Like whatever. If you like it, look at Final Fantasy 15. It. It's starting to happen with it too. See 15. I always liked, honestly, I always I, liked it. Yeah. Like I, I, I liked it, but I liked it. There's definitely better Final Fantasy right. games. I liked like, it knowing its flaws, right? Yeah. My thing my thing is, is like a lot of the things that a lot of people hate about it are things that I like about it too, though. Like the combat, I mean, here's the thing with the combat, all right? People will be like, oh, you just press square or hold down square to win. It's like, yeah, if you want to hold down square, I guess. I I mash square and 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 hit triangle sometimes, but I'm I'm not an action RPG guy either, right? Well, so and people with, people act like combat systems are so complex all the time. Or they, like, they need to be. Like you're always hitting at least like one button, one button multiple four times, times like, and then one to finish yeah, or whatever. like yeah i hate like when dynasty people... warriors like i like the dynasty warriors combat i like uh... like like people act like if you're playing a game like that you should be yeah it's not a fighting game doing this constantly and it's like no yeah. dude you don't have to do that shit like exactly. turn-based well, games at... are literally just hitting x three times and to attack like or yeah you know occasionally you hit a d-pad button so that you can select yeah. a different select attack like that's it why just... I hate I hate ATB. I don't hate it, but I definitely prefer straight turn based over yeah. ATB because that shit just stresses me out. But like people were like, "Oh, it's the combat's so boring." But then it's like a game like that. Someone who plays turn based uh, primarily, which would be like you know every Final Fantasy seven or every Final Fantasy fan up until this point, is is more easy to like pick up and play a game like final fantasy 15 right whereas 16 that's not so much the case right like you've right. got to you've got to actually be able to play those kinds of games to get through the combat unless you want to put all the easy equipment and stuff well on. actually the game's kind of easy oh even without yeah it's it's a little too easy yeah even hard mode was a little bit too easy oh 
Not well, like, like yeah, if yeah. you weren't used to playing action games, hard mode would probably punish you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but since I'm, is... I'm used to playing action games, like it, it wasn't, it wasn't that hard. Oh, okay. Um, the worst thing, the worst thing a game can do, in my opinion, is have the have normal mode way too fucking hard and easy mode way too fucking easy. Yeah, I hate that so there much. There needs to be a balance. Yeah, where it's like. Like, like easy, if you're going to do that, throw in a very easy in, you know what I mean? Make, make the, that be very easy and then put an easy and then a normal or something, because there's nothing worse than like just being able to waltz through the game without even like grinding or trying. Unless um, that's what you're going for. Like, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Like if Which, you're just whatever. trying to, if you're just trying to run story, it's okay. But like, but even then it just gets so boring. Cause then, cause then every battle is like. Okay, when's this done? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, at least you need a little bit of challenge to have fun. I feel right, like without I guess, any challenge, like, it's not fun at all. For me, if I'm trying to get through a game because I'm trying to, like... Now, I don't do this anymore because I don't make a lot of videos anymore. But, like, yeah. when I was trying to get, like, footage... Do a specific cutscene or, or something. Yeah. Or I was trying to get through the story because I was trying to, like, refresh myself... Yeah, like yeah. having that option is okay because then like I don't care that the combat is whatever like gamer I'm... game journalist mode yeah really <laughs> but uh, you know speaking of turn based this is kind of good segue into the next yeah, thing it is. so the golden joystick awards were today and uh, so as of this recording Goodness. it would have been or as the time this episode comes out it will have been a week ago um, but. Today the game, the uh, Golden Joystick Awards happened, and Larian Studios win a straight seven for seven in nominated to win awards. Is that the Baldur's Gate? It is. Yeah, they won. They like cleaned house. Dude. They won best studio. Um, I believe, uh, Asterian won. The voice actor won best supporting character. They won. I think best storytelling. Uh, they won best overall game, so like game of the year for Golden Joysticks. Uh, there was three other things they won, and they they were nominated for seven. It was like, and they won. They did like seven. best uh multiplayer or cooperative game or something was one of the rewards. Awards I, I yeah, I think so that they won. But uh, I'll just look it up here real quick. But yeah, I just um, I just saw like a bunch of people online being like a lot of the like final fantasy 16 stands being like final fantasy 16 is like probably the second best game of the year then because it won two awards and it was like it was like best voice actor and best audio like i don't yeah. know how you get great which like, <laughs> ben starred ben star did do a really good job oh absolutely life. but i mean you could have like not that i'm saying final fantasy 16 is the shittiest game ever or a bad game by any means but you could have the you could make the shittiest game ever and have good music and good voice acting and still win those awards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not, it's not saying that the game is the second best game of the year. So, okay. Best storytelling, best visual design studio of the year, uh, best game community, PC game of the year and ultimate game of the year. Were the awards ultimate that won. game of the year. Um, I found it really funny that the Xbox game of the year was Starfield when it was like the only fucking Xbox game that came out this year. 
And then PlayStation Game of the Year was Resident Evil 4, even though it's a multi-platform game. That's <laughs> funny. Why but, wouldn't it have been Spider-Man? That's weird. I, I hate when they do Game so of the Years before th- the end of the year, man. I think the reason why is because Spider-Man just came out. Yeah. And so they get, like, there's a cutoff date for certain award shows. Right. Like, so I think then, the, but then next, I think what, the, it's going to win next year when it's not, didn't even come out that year? Yeah, you know what I, I mean? I think, like, um, uh, November sometime is, like, the cutoff for the Game Awards. Oh, okay. For Game of the Year, like the big award show. But, uh, yeah, Final Fantasy sixteen won Best Audio, and it won uh, Best Lead Performer. Yeah, And I mean, and rightfully so. Problems. Like, the audio was really good in, in Final Fantasy sixteen. It's very immersive. Uh, and, and Ben Starr did a phenomenal job as Clive. So Yeah, I remember you saying he did a really good job. Very, very well earned. Um, but, yeah, I... Honestly, yeah... Larian Studios just blows me away because like people spread a lot of false information when it came to to Baldur's Gate 3 and one of them was that well the reason the game is so good is that Wizards of the Coast like funded it and that's actually not true Larian bought the rights to make a Baldur's Gate really game from Wizards of the Coast and they funded it Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, Wizards of the Coast did not fund this game. They they had like nothing to do with it then. Well, they own the property, obviously. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, but like, no, Larian Larian paid for the 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 rights to to make this game. Oh, yeah. So it was completely funded by Larian, and it. it uh, sea of Stars win won best indie game. Well yeah. deserved, honestly. Yeah, like, well deserved shit. for sure. Um, but yeah, other than that, that's uh. That's about it for all the uh, subtopics. Now, the main event of the evening. Dragon Quest Ten. Yeah. I still find it funny that um, most Dragon Quest fans have not played Dragon Quest Ten. It's like the Dragon Quest game that the most amount of Dragon Quest fans have not played. And, and I... it's the only one you've played all the way through. Right. Well, <laughs> at least version one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, version one, for those of you that aren't uh, aware, is the original game. As for those of released. you that aren't cultured. No. That aren't cultured swine, such as myself. Yeah. Um, is the uh, original game as it released, right? So, that's the original story, Dragon Quest X. Like, when Dragon Quest X stuff shows up in uh, other games, like when it showed up in Dragon Quest XI, uh, it only ever references version one. So... Um, I think uh, Treasures had some stuff from Dragon Quest uh, 10 version 2, but other than that, it's mostly version 1 stuff. So, yeah, we played through Dragon Quest 10 together, and it was it was pretty damn fun. I would say the, on, the only bad thing about the entire game is you can totally tell the Final Fantasy XI guys uh, were involved with like the map design and stuff, because the, the maps are just way too fucking big. Yeah, dude, I was... That is my main problem with the game. Like, yeah, if there was ever a time that I got bored playing it, it was when we were trekking across like, and sometimes multiple big maps. Right. Sometimes to get to your objective, you would have to go across three different maps to yeah. get there, and they're all big, and they're all massive. And the 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 problem is, is to get to those places, you have to go from point A 
to the furthest point in the map of point B to get to that next area. And you had to do yeah. that like three times to get to your objective. And yeah. I think it would be like, an easy fix too. All you'd have to do is speed up the doll board. Right. That's well, all they would have to do. And I was hoping that the um that version two would fix that and it actually didn't. No, not yet. I think I think later on they do, like in the, some of the later versions, but version two definitely did not. I don't know what year each of the versions came out. Like the first one was like I think it came out like 2011. Like when was the Wii in its in its prime? Because that's when that's what's crazy, 2000, right? 2011. Because uh, um, I believe it came out around the time were the PS3 and the Wii in the same. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. PS3 yeah. and Wii were in the same generation, I think. Because I remember everybody complaining that the Wii had, like, PS2 graphics. Yeah. And and it was competing with the PS3. So, yeah, it came out... Well, that's what's crazy is Dragon Quest X came out on the Wii originally, and it's still going very strong. It got a graphical update. It looks like a PS4 game now, I would say. Like, it looks pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, it looks like probably a step under Dragon Quest Eleven. Yep, I would say so. It's about about the same. Um, the story was really good, really well told, told like a classic, uh, Dragon Quest game. And I think that's why I love this game so much is I'm not a, I'm a Dragon Quest fan. I'm not an MMO fan at all. Like there's probably two or three MMOs I've ever liked in my life. And, uh, I mean, honestly, one, same. Yeah. And it's, it, it plays like a fucking turn-based JRPG. Like, uh, anyone who's played Dragon Quest nine, uh, as soon as you play 10, you'll be like, wow, 10 is nine was just a prototype for for 10 because it's got uh co-op battles like it really it just feels like a single player jrpg that you can play co-op with your friends that's honestly well, what it feels like and we kind of need to preface this by saying that the reason we're able to play it is through the clarity project right because it's not in english so you no. have to download the clarity project get it all set up and everything and it's actually not that difficult i was blitzed out of my mind let's just say <laughs> set, setting this up and i was able to do it with little to no direction yeah other just than go to dragonquest10abby.com dqxabby.com and there's like a getting started it'll teach you how to create your japanese square enix account uh it'll walk you through every single single step just make sure you follow every single step so that you can get it going if you right. don't live in japan or the united states you will need a vpn so i've i've been playing it on a vpn but it's and fine I've, and i've been able to play it just straight through without one yeah now it, it does just... have some kind of bumps and speed you know like that but yeah like as far as the clarity part goes right um like every once in a while it'll like kick out and then kick back in and stuff right sometimes it will translate stuff perfectly and then like maybe an hour or two in you might get like a few things that don't translate well like yeah it'll be like still super be in wordy. Japanese text there's other times where like so anything that is in the game that is a jpeg instead of like actual mm, text yeah, yeah, yeah. is still in japanese so like uh the story tab where you like check out where you're at in the story yeah those will be in japanese still because they're they're just jpegs there's just yeah. standard pictures in the game but, like, yeah. if you are playing and you're going through the story and there's, like, a cutscene, all of the text boxes will be in English. Yeah. But you have to do the clarity project. Otherwise, you're going to be looking at Japanese text and not being able to read it. 
Unless you can yeah, read yeah. Japanese, of course, but yeah, yeah. And, and the names, your names had to had to be in Japanese, so I had to help you with your name right. And, and stuff. yeah, because the the text that you choose in the menus isn't translated. Yeah. So to to do your name, you'll have to actually look up your name in Japanese or whatever. Just put whatever or yeah, or whatever wh- whatever name matter. you're going to use. But yeah. um, I as so. I'll kind of say how I feel about the game because as a non-Dragon Quest fan, like, I think, I'm not going to say, like, you're biased or anything, but, like, this is how I feel playing the game as a a non-fan because I've played a little bit of Eleven. I think I got to the... uh, the You were at Gondolia, at least. Yeah, I got past that part because isn't that the part where, like, you're on that platform at the very end of the city... And then Sylvando yeah, shows yeah, up yeah. with the boat. That's like yeah. the best. And he's yeah. got like that pose where his foot's up on like the bow. Yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> yeah, Sylvando uh, saved me from that, from that, uh, ar- that general or whatever he is. Yeah, Jasper. Yeah. So, uh, I got that far in it. I haven't gotten any farther than that. Um, so, so obviously like my experience with Dragon Quest is very minimal. Um, that being said, I have to say, I really, really enjoyed this playthrough of 10. Um, and I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as much by myself. Right. Um, but that's me being a non-Dragon Quest fan, right? Like, that's not yeah, yeah. That's not saying anything bad about the game. That's just me, it not being my normal cup of tea. So, like, if if you weren't there to guide, like, not guide me, but, like, go through it with me and talk with me while we played and stuff like that. Well, especially when the, the traversal is so oh, long. Oh God. If I didn't like play- the amount of times we're right. just like just shit talking in between while right. we're getting from place to place. Right. Right. If, I think if we hadn't been doing that together, I probably would have dropped the game a long time ago because yeah. of the traversal, but because we're able to like bullshit and talk and get fucked up together and everything else yeah. and play it, like I'm able to get through it. Now, the story is really good. I like yeah. that even though I am not a Dragon Quest fan, I understand the story. I'm able to go through it. I understand some of the references because I still, like, I'm a Final Fantasy fan and a Square Enix fan, so I still know quite a bit about Dragon Quest. Right. Not only just knowing stuff, but also from you. Yeah, so, like, yeah. I'm able to see stuff. Like, I knew who S. Stark was. I knew, like, yeah, maybe. all that stuff. And also, being an Akira Toriyama fan, like, obviously, I know certain references and stuff. But, yeah, like, I, I have to say that the game is fun. It, it plays like a turn-based RPG with an mm-hmm. MMO element. Um, I didn't ever feel, like, super overwhelmed. Sometimes it was a little confusing about where to go. Yeah. Um... But, but I, I liked... think it's because the world, again, the world's so big and there's so right. many like towns and stuff. And it's like, fuck, how do I get to that town? And right. Yeah. Well, and I like that. So the job quests and stuff, yeah, when you do a job quest, you get a, a 20 point boost to every, a permanent boost to every single stat. Every skill tree. So every skill how tree. How many skill trees are there? Like seven, I think, per job six, class. Six or seven. Yeah. Because you guys, I think probably like five or six weapons. Like like weapon skill trees, and then one class specific one that carries that carries all the the like perks across to right. all the other job classes. Well, and what's nice is like even though I don't want to level swords because so I play warrior is my main yeah. class, and because I want to use axes, um, I I put most of my points in axe. Right. Well, 
if I like wanted to switch to swords, I could because doing your warrior quest boosts your your sword skill enough that it's still viable. Yeah, to use a sword. Like so, I really enjoy that aspect. Like it doesn't make you, it doesn't force you to play any one style. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, I, it's, it encourages you. In fact, it almost becomes necessary in version two, as we found, because we're starting to get bodied by some of the dungeons in version two. Right. So you definitely want to level up multiple job classes because you get you get those stat those permanent stat increases from the job class specific. Uh, skill tree that carry over into all your job classes and like you need that like you found even when you first started as the warrior you weren't very tanky right so you had to level up paladin a bit and right. stuff in order to up your permanent defense but yeah because the warrior is kind of like a glass cannon yeah like i'm gonna do 300 damage out the gate but i might take 150 yeah like yeah. it it's i think the game is pretty well balanced like i never felt super overwhelmed at any one point but i also didn't ever feel like ridiculously overpowered either yeah yeah you know? it was really good and i love how all the boss fights because uh and this is what kind of like when you told me about the uh was it the pokemon uh scarlet and violet or whatever how you can do the whole game in any order you want yeah um but i was like oh maybe that's like dragon quest 10 because in dragon quest 10 every time you get to a boss fight you get to choose what difficulty you want the boss fight to be. And there's normal, there, there's easy, normal, and and hard. And you get more EXP, you get more, like, bonus balls, I think, and stuff like yeah. that for uh, playing on, on hard. And so, as you, when you start the game, you'll play the boss fights maybe on normal, maybe on easy. Because there's, I think there's, like, a total of seven uh, key emblems, or ten, or nine, or something like that. and uh, And you only need six. So maybe there's, yeah, there's 10. You only need six in order to go fight the final boss. But you can play them in any order, right? Once you get your first one, you can pretty much, or no, you don't even need your first one because you didn't get your ogre, your first ogre, ogre one until I was in your party, right? Right, because we did yours first. Yeah, yeah. So we did the weddy stuff and then we did the ogre <laughs> stuff. So you can do them in literally any order. So it's like, the having a difficulty selector in each boss fight just makes it more balanced even i find because you can if the guy you're the boss you're gonna fight last could be the boss that somebody else fought first you know what i mean so well, right and the only problem with pokemon scarlet and violet was that the game didn't scale yeah so, so if you went and beat the gyms in reverse order mm -hmm. you'd obviously be pretty pretty op right like yeah but like let's say you did gym eight and then seven, six, five, four, three, two, and then you went got to gym one. You would completely annihilate gym number one because those Pokemon that you're gonna face are super low level. Yeah. Because the game doesn't scale based off of what you did. Yeah. So to me, it wasn't whereas designed like, properly for the ability to do right. it in any order. Whereas like whereas Dragon, Dragon Quest Ten was Dragon Quest Ten feels like it was balanced to be done in any order. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they did that because. Like, if you're going to play together, you're not going to start in the same location unless you start as the same race. Yeah. So they did that because, like, okay, if I... So I started Ogre, you started Weddy, we both had to get through our introductory places, but what happens if, like, I'm an Ogre and I try to do the Weddy thing first and the Weddy's high level for yeah. me because I'm not Weddy? 
but because yeah, yeah. you're you're wetty, it's okay. But then when you go to do mine, the ogre one, what if yours was super unbalanced and way too hard and you couldn't do it? Then it'd be like, what's the point of us playing together? Exactly. But they, because it's balanced that way, we are able to play together and do everything in any order we want, and it scales with us. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it does such a good job of that. Um, another couple things I really love about it is... Dragon Quest is, like, I always explain, like, Final Fantasy, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but Final Fantasy to me is, like, the the plot is played out like a movie, whereas, like, here's the bad guy, we're chasing the bad guy, we're helping, we're, we're helping people along the way, but our, our objective is always to kind of chase this bad guy, um, and in, or, or, like, chase the, the main plot. Whereas Dragon Quest is always like an exploration adventure where you go from town to town, you find out, you learn what's uh, what each town is going through, and you help each town. And Dragon Quest X does such a good job at, in using like the key emblems to make this even more important than it is in even other Dragon Quest games. Because each main city has a key emblem that you need in order to like, access the final dungeon, right? And it's just like... And each town has its own, like, greatly told story, honestly. Well, and, and that's... Some and, are better than others, obviously, but there's it's it's just the way that the stories are told and everything is just perfect. And to, and to your point there, I think what makes Dragon Quest ten for me, and I'm, like, you're describing basically the entire series is, is like this. It's episodic. Well, so yes, than... but what I think makes it even... What makes it stand out is, like... Okay, Final Fantasy, for example. Like, when yep. you go to Calm, you only know Calm as the place where you get the flashback, right? Yeah. It's it's the most famous... One of the most famous scenes in the entire game is the Calm flashback. Yeah. But there's nothing else in Calm. Yeah, that's right? true. Like, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. You and only then remember you, each town for the event that progressed the story, not right. so much the town itself. Then you move the to, there. like, the Chocobo Ranch, and you meet that guy, and then you move on. And then you go to the cave, and then you move on. And then you get, like, you're constantly moving to the next segment of the game and not really getting to know the people there a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you do, but you don't. Yeah. Like, they're just a means to push the story along. Whereas, yeah. like, in Dragon Quest there is an overarching story, but some of the character moments are more there because you get to know those people better than you do in a normal game. Yeah. And I think and that's... that's what made dragon quest 10 stand out for me because like when we did the last, was it the fairy one we did or where the, the two kids, his parents died or whatever. And like, it seemed like the sister was possessed, but really... Oh, yeah, that was the elf one. This uh, The elf one. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, that one was really good. Yeah, that was one like, of my favorite ones. It turned out that she was a witch or something like that, and the sister actually saved the brother. But by... they all thought that the sister was, like... They thought the sister was... Her. Yeah, they thought the sister was evil or whatever, yeah. and, had, and had used her powers to kill the mom, but in reality, the mom was, like, a witch or a ghost or something, and she actually saved... Yeah, it was, saved... like, that spider demon thing. Yeah, she saved everybody from the ghost mom thing. So it was like this really cool, like character moment and stuff where you don't, it feels like you don't really like you matter and you're the hero and like you push the story along, but really in reality, you are not, 
you're not the typical main character. You're not the focal point of each individual story. Right. You're there to push that in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. But you are not, like, it's not your story that you're doing. Yeah. I would you know, agree there. Like Ten, Ten's a little in, different from the main series in that aspect. Because, like, the main series, like, everyone in, in like, a, a regular Dragon Quest game that has characters, because there's some that don't, like, Nine. and Well, Nine kind of does. But, like, three and, three and down don't really have, like, characters, right? But all the ones that have characters, all these characters are there to, like, help the hero, uh, like, beat the big bad or save the world, save each town. Um all the other Dragon Quest games, uh, and Dragon Quest X, sorry, um, is like the opposite of that almost. Like the hero is there to support the characters in each town. You're kind of a self-insert. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, But all the other Dragon Quest games, for the most part, does have that like like sense of community. Like you, you go to the next town and there's something troubling the town and you want to help the town. You get to know the people in the town. So like all the, all the towns in Dragon Quest feel so much more alive than any other like JRPG. And I think that's why I love Dragon Quest so much is like the characters, there, there's really good characters and a lot of them are like outside the main cast of characters even. Yeah. And it's like, I really enjoyed getting to know those characters in Dragon Quest 10. And and when yeah. I was playing 11, um the main character, it's all about him. Like Yeah, yeah. It, it's yes, you have Silvando and Jade and all these other characters that like you know, you get to know them, but they're all there in service of the main character. And yeah. the main character still feels like his own character that that has stuff going on like you know, you meet his family and you meet like all this other stuff. Whereas in like Dragon Quest 10, you're kind of like you meet your friends, but your friends really aren't the focal point. Yeah. Yeah. And your friends aren't even really your friends because you die at the start of the game. Right, right. Exactly. And another thing I love about Dragon Quest 10 is everyone's story is a little bit different depending on what race you chose. Right. Right. And and we found that as we were playing, because I was like, oh, what? Because like even the end of the game cutscene was a little different for you than it was for me. Mm -hmm. Because my guy, what is my guy? He's like trying to find his parents, I think. And you, and what was your guy? He's trying to find. I don't remember. But I just remember, like, yeah, it was it was completely different because, um, and 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 the way it kind of like starts is you like possess somebody that died. And they come back to life. Well, and, and they all die assume... in like they all die in like funny ways too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The dude, the Pukliepo character is fucking hilarious. I played the, I created a Pukliepo character just to see what their their start thing is, and they're literally like, um, it's like the uh, horse and buggy hearse going back to like their town to go bury him, and then and then you just like sit up, and the guys like freak the fuck out that you're like back from the dead. And you're like juggling and doing all this stuff, and because because the Pukliepo are like entertainers, that's like what their race is like mm -hmm. known for, and uh, and the whole town's just like super stoked that you fool that they think you fooled everybody into thinking you were dead, and so they're like, oh, you did the biggest trick of all, <laughs> and then like, but like the character actually fucking died. <laughs> nice, <laughs> but it's just like stuff like that. Like Dragon Quest has so much of that charm. And then there's so many like side characters that are so fucking good. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed playing and like I 
I enjoyed that, like, so we did the Monster Hunter, uh, qu- not the game, but, like, the the class. And oh yeah, I, the mo- so there's the monster tamer and the and the item master. Yeah, and and they both let you because like Dragon Quest has a sub series, like a spinoff series, the Dragon Quest Monster series, and they added those job classes in the game, so you can play it almost kind of like Pokemon style, right? Like you can recruit a monster and they'll like fight for you and stuff like that, uh, and alongside you, and you can recruit them and stuff as long as you unlock that job class and have. And it you as- got your sweet ham sandwich. Oh yeah, baby. The pig. That pig saved our ass more times than I can oh, count. Absolutely, dude. I, and the thing I love about that job class is once you get their like their happiness up above, was it like a hundred or something? Yeah. Then you don't even have to be that job class and they'll still be in your party. So that's a nice thing too, because then me and you can basically fill out our own four man party, me, you, and then both our pets kind of thing, right? But that's it. Oh, another thing that this game does so well. That like I don't know if any other MMO does is if I'm playing and Alex is not online, I can go to the bar and hire his character to be in my party as an NPC, like party member, and he'll be battling. And then next time he logs in, he gets all the EXP that his character would have got. Which was really nice because I leveled up multiple times because of that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's super awesome. Like it's... Honestly, there's a lot of good systems in the game. I just wish sometimes that they were more better explained, but I also realize that it's because it's a Japanese game being translated. Yeah, yeah. Like, actively translated and not one that the company translated. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, sometimes when they they translate games, they, they alter it a little bit to make sure that the player gets the context of what's going on. Right, localize it instead of just translate. Yeah. Right, and sometimes, like... You know, I didn't know that the explanation was to go to the bar to hire people. You had to tell me that. Right. You know, so it's like if if I know that if it were localized it would be it would be better optimized for English play, but there was times where I was like, Man, I really wish I knew what to do or where to go yeah. to do certain things. But other than that, like I, I honestly had a phenomenal time playing it. Yeah, it was just fantastic. And the final boss I, I like the so I think my highlights of of the game were definitely like the final boss fight was really fucking good. Like he, it was better than I was expecting by far. Um, it's of course, of course, he had multiple forms because it is a Dragon Quest game. Oh um, yeah, his, his forms caught me off guard big time. Like I had no idea he was gonna turn. I don't want to spoil what he turned into, but I had no idea he was gonna turn into that. And then once you beat him. That it almost had like that Resident Evil, like get the fuck out of here chase yeah. at the end. I, I, there's never been a Dragon Quest that has done that. Well, and, and that, it was really it, cool too because like I I really enjoyed the way they handled it, like the way they yeah. handled the entire last fight. Like it was a lot of fun. It was really good, and we were both in the cutscenes, if I remember correct, too. I which, think so. Which yeah, I really liked too. So we're like, you're like running, you jump that there's that spiral staircase and this thing's fucking, I don't want to say what it is, but there's this thing fucking chasing you and you have to escape or you're fucked. And, and you just like jump down the thing and you're like, oh, did we make it? And then all of a sudden it's coming down and you're just like, oh man, it was crazy. And then the best part is the thing, the, the, your means of like getting into this like realm is that fucking like paddle boat, that swan paddle swan, boat. Yeah. 
because because there's like this ancient like there's this ancient spell that creates like this ship that can let you go between like realms like into like the demon realm or whatever um but basically the whole the spell was like first of all it was like cut off and is fucked up and that gives, brings me to the other thing that i one other thing that i wasn't a big fan of was the ending did drag a bit the ending you had did to go drag. back to the past to prevent yeah. that or to play to, those to play those shitty mini games shitty games that yeah. suck ass no <laughs> yeah. you had to go back to the past to uh because the spell was lost originally right the the ship that ship yeah. spell or whatever so you have to go back and basically like help preserve this spell throughout through that family's bloodline or whatever and like the concept is cool but they they dragged that part out way too long it's like they tried to chrono trigger it without understanding how chrono trigger did it so well yeah i think so and it's and like that, it's like because uh, I think if I remember right, well, while you were streaming it, we were actually having a, a conversation about how like we thought we were going to be at the end boss at a certain yeah. point, and then all of a sudden it was, so like, it was like three more hours of yeah, play, it was I like think. here, go do this, now go do that, now talk to this guy, now get this, now fucking go back to the past, and now you have three more hours before you can get to the final boss. And yeah, it's like, yeah. And then and then it did that shit where we thought we were at the final boss. And they're like, hey, you need to go back to this settlement so that you can talk to this guy, and then you have to come back to the mountain, and then you can yeah. go fight the final boss. Yeah, yeah, did And that. it's like, and then they that faked part us out, because when we, when we got back to the mountain, they pulled that, oh, well, I guess, blah, 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 we're going to have to do this, and then the guys, like, cast the spell, and then we could go, but... Oh, they, yeah, I remember they, that. They, they made they, us they, think we were going to have to do it again, yeah. and then they're like... Then the guy's like, no, I'm just kidding. I can do this. Yeah. The, or like think, that other guy showed up. The, yeah. the sage, old sage guy. I think, I think that's up. the problem with a lot of MMOs is that when it comes to the end of, of, a, of a segment of the game or an expansion or a version or whatever it is for that MMO, they don't know how to seal the deal all like, okay. do you know what I mean? Like, Well, no, because I don't play a lot of MMOs. Well, but. so 14 does it too. And, uh... I want to say uh, there's another one that does it, but like you get to the very last segment of the game and it's almost like they're trying to stall for time because maybe they had a goal of how much time it should take you. Right. And they don't want like, cause obviously like with MMOs an expansion might come out two years later or, you know, sometimes even longer. Right. So they, so they don't want the story to end. So they don't want you to like blow through the story in two days and then, be bored and unsubscribe, right? So they yeah. they kind of pad time in certain areas to make it longer than it should be. And I think a lot of MMOs towards the end of their cycle. That's when they do it. That's when they do it is at the end because you've got all this build up to the final confrontation. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, to fight the final boss, you need the fucking key of remembrance or some stupid shit yeah, yeah, and they're yeah, like yeah. to get that you need to spend 10 more hours yeah and i you feel know? like that almost like takes away from the excitement the build like, up yeah yeah because i remember like when we first got to the mountain um like like nurgle's mountain or nelgill's mountain whatever you want to call them um you get to the top and like we were like primed and ready for like final boss fucking time right and then it's like, oh, you need the spell, that ship spell, in order to cross over into the demon realm. And you're like, 
and the concept was cool, but the execution was right. What sucked, right? Because it was like, oh shit, we got to go to the past, and like it was cool for the first hour, and then there's like two more hours. Well, and it wouldn't be so bad if fast travel wasn't limited to zoom zones, and yes, yes, traversal didn't take so goddamn long. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Again, if the traversal was sped up, that would have probably sh- uh, shaved it down to about an hour and a half instead of three hours. Honestly. Well, and the prop, but. Again, we run into that thing where, like, it was version one, and they didn't want the game. And that to was the whole game at that time. And, yeah, and they didn't want the game to end. Yeah. So you make big ass maps. You make a certain walk speed, and yeah. then it feels like you're on this grand adventure for several hours. But in reality, if they were to shave all that down, yeah. it'd probably be a thirty. It'd probably be a twenty, thirty, forty hour experience. But you know, yeah, I bet I bet this game would be about forty hours, and I bet, I bet, uh, like with with the with the smaller or the faster travel or whatever. Um, but I think how long did you check your time? Because I'm at like seventy two hours, but I spent a lot of time fishing. I think I'm at fifty, maybe. Okay, that's what I was gonna guess. I was gonna guess that it would be about fifty hours. But here's the thing, man. Dragon Quest Ten. If you get the trial version, which is what we're playing. You get essentially two full fucking Dragon Quest games for absolutely free. Like, there's there's no payment. I think I've heard that in order to finish version 2, like the final boss of version 2, you have to subscribe. It'll right. take you right up to his door, apparently, which is which is super heartbreaking. But, right. I mean, they got to make money eventually. Well, and that's the cool thing about 14 is, like, whenever 14 adds an expansion to its free trial, it adds, like the expansion and the patches afterwards, but it doesn't add like, obviously like you would get to the end of like patch 3.55 or something like that. And that would be, you know, 2.0 is a realm reborn 3.0 is heaven's ward. And on the old free trial, it would be, you would get to the end of 3.55 and then you would have to pay for Stormblood. Now they've, now they've expanded it to be Stormblood so now you would get to the end of 4.55 and have to pay for Shadowbringers. Okay. Eventually, but it's the whole story. But it's the whole it, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus the lead up into the next expansion because the, uh, which is good because then it makes right. you want to get it, right? Right. I'm and I mean this is this is smart too, but it also sucks cuz like once we get to the end of version 4, there's going to be some fucking hard decisions to make. But <laughs> and, and that's what sucks though too because like you you want to to finish that final boss, but you're like, I don't know if I want to pay the fucking subscription fee yeah, for yeah. a boss fight. Because what if you yeah. decide like you don't want to play the game anymore yeah. after you finish the version two or whatever? Yeah. And I'm not saying we will, but at the same time, it, it makes it hard. Like, when it feels f- a bit more like a low blow, right? Well, it makes you final boss. It almost makes you not want to do version two. Because you yeah, know, because hearing you, that ahead of time, yeah, hearing yeah. that ahead of time, because you know when you get to the final boss, well, now I have to pay for it. Like, yeah, yeah, they should make the final boss free, and then do the setup for three, and then right. charge. And yeah, that's yeah. what that's what fourteen does. Yeah, yeah, I think that that is a better method, honestly. Um, but I did want to talk since we're talking about we were talking about like the end of of uh, ten and uh, and all that. So yeah, you get the the hilarious thing is is the guy does you do get that spell carried forward, uh, and the guy doesn't have time to practice it. Like we have to fucking go now, or Nurgle's gonna like destroy the fucking world, right? And so you go and uh, you do you you get the spell, 
and it's all he can make is like this little swan paddle boat ducky thing and you're riding this into like the demon realm it's so fucking funny dude um, i i do enjoy the humor in the game like it's very well done yeah yeah and it always comes like it always comes like out of nowhere too and i think that's why it's so good because it's yeah. like a super serious moment and you're in this fucking fucking rubber ducky fucking paddle boat well and i'm glad that like it the the humor translates visually yeah instead of relying on text yeah Be yeah because obviously true. like if there if it wasn't visual then the translation might not land yeah as yeah. well as as it being visual because like if he says something funny it's like okay that you know that's funny but it may not translate well, but if you yeah. see this fucking duck boat thing that you're riding in <laughs> into the final like demon realm, right? Fucking boss that's fight. funny. Like that's something <laughs> that I don't care if you speak English or Japanese. That is funny. And doesn't it like as soon as you cross over, it just like burns out and you like fall onto the right. ground basically because yeah. the spe- he's so shitty at the spell that he can't even like hold right. it together that long. Um, but the other thing is, uh, I, w- I will say with the clarity project that they really focused, they did a really good job translating specifically during the story cutscenes. Like that's where they really wanted to nail it. And I feel like they really did during the story cutscenes. The only time the translation's awkward is when you're talking to like NPCs and towns right. and stuff like that. Which I, I think it would be difficult to translate every all, single right. yeah. Um but the ending was fucking really well done. Really incredible. Um you do get to, yeah, I don't want to ruin it, but yeah, the ending, the ending was really good, but I, and I feel like more so than the ending of 10 being good, the way they start version two was so fucking good. Like it was, it honestly, it felt like you, this is going to sound kind of dumb, but anyone who grew up watching the original uh, Pokemon cartoon show when Ash like originally gets on like the SSN and like they're headed to, or, or like when they're, when they're going to like a new region in the Pokemon anime, like it just, it totally encapsulates that feeling. Like you're yeah. saying goodbye to everyone, all these like great NPC characters that you got to know over the course of like fucking 70 to 50, 50 to 70 hours. You're saying goodbye to all of them. Like you can come back, but you're saying goodbye. Like everyone's thanking you for stopping the demon Lord and all that. And the ship sailing off into the distance, like that opening credits to version two got me so fucking hyped, man. Well, and it's like, it's, it's kind of like you're starting a new adventure, but not really. It's, it's more of like a continuance, but at the same time, like you're, you're saying goodbye to your old life and going into the new, but you're still going to remember the people that were there in the past, but but you're on this new journey. Kind of. Yeah. And it really like, yeah, it just was so good in that way. And it honestly makes me feel like um, how how Dragon Quest just kind of is like when when you're always you're always going from town to town and then you'll have like a reference to like a past town. And there's always like that victory tour. And this one, instead of the victory tour, they just had everybody come together and you really feel like you're embarking on a new journey. But but all everything that happened before still matters as much as as much as it always right. did but you're about to embark on this unknown new journey and it it just feel, carries that so much and the way it introduces like these new characters even on your way there yeah like that that guy with that like reptilian shit on the back Claw like you know that guy's name is 
Yeah, like I don't trust him at all. Like there's either. so many there's so many like new characters that are slowly like that's introduced to you like right at the start cuz cuz nobody sailed to because of because of the spell that uh, the demon lord kind of cast over the the like uh the continents or the countries, right? Uh, nobody set sail to the the human world basically like the human uh, continent and so this is like the first ship to the human continent in like like a hundred years or something like that right and and it's just like it really does a good job of feeling like you're going on this grand adventure like a brand new grand adventure after the one you just had yeah. and, and i like just... this is why i think mmos are inherently better at doing continuations than most video game sequels are because MMO continuations and expansions feel more like just an added part of the game. Mm. Whereas like a sequel feels almost like a completely different game, but built in the same universe. Most That's of the true. Time. Right. Cause like, you're usually in the same world. Like, well, and like with, okay, 14, when 14 goes from one part of the game to the next, it is literally just a transition into the next part. So, like, right when you go from a Realm Reborn to Heaven's Ward, the same characters are going with you. It's still, like, things that happen in a Realm Reborn are referenced or directly brought up in Heaven's Ward. Right. And then when Stormblood comes along, things that were in a realm reborn and heaven's word are brought up or directly referenced. And it's a continuation basically. Like you go yeah. back to the old locations as part of the story so that you are like keeping everything that happened in the past relevant. Whereas like a lot of video game sequels tend to move on. And yes, you do have those references and sometimes yes, they do. They are a direct continuation like to the day or even to the minute the game ended. Right. It feels like development time and story direction are are different in game to game sequels as opposed to expansion to expansion sequels. Right. Because like fourteen, every two years there's an expansion. So there isn't a lot of time for them to start like and, a whole and, new right, and the detail like some games take like five years to come out. Some sequels don't come out for ten years, fifteen years, and so that's a lot of time to forget details. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like fourteen, they start making their expansion almost immediately. After so every two live, years, kinda. every two years there is an expansion. So, like when Shadowbringers ended, they were working on. Endwalker. Yeah. And so they were able to, and, and these guys are really good at keeping references. Like they have a book that's like this fucking thick that is just lore and information and plot threads and stuff that they want to, that they want to tie up and everything else. And they might set something up in a realm reborn and in Endwalker, it finally comes to fruition. And then you're like, right. but, but it's in your mind still because they do a good job of setting it up during the expansion. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think MMOs inherently are better at being sequels, even though they're still part of the same game, because yeah, yeah. there's not as much downtime to forget details as there is like when sequels actually come out. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. And, and also, like, I think there's less room. So, okay, 
It's also like all Ret- the same developers too, right. right? Which helps. Retconning is is something that I feel is a really big problem with sequels as well. So like, yeah, it is. Uh, The Last of Us, really great game in my opinion. Then The Last yeah. of Us Two come out and they retconned like this random doctor that you killed at the very end of of Last of Us is the yeah, dad yeah. of the villain in Last of Us Two, but there was never any like setup for that. At all, yeah, it's kind of literally weird. was just kind of an ass pull for the sequel to give it some weight, but it didn't yeah, really. Yeah. I it just really didn't do anything for me. And then they kind of changed. They like tried to make you hate Joel, who's like the best, like the most likable. I don't know, like I right. don't know how you how you can try to force the the player or audience to hate the guy you literally played as right through the entire first game. But it's like I I just feel like MMOs have. A, a better ability to keep going and keep those details intact. To carry it forward. Right, as opposed to yeah. an actual sequel. I agree with that. Like, Star Trek Online was really good for that. Like, there was stuff that was referenced in, like, Season 3 or whatever that, that comes to a head in, like, Season 8 and stuff like that. But, and I'm told, I'm told, I don't know for sure, but I'm told... Um, so, you know, that, that lizard bat, like that guy with that green neck mm-hmm. or whatever, he apparently becomes very important in version three. So we're not, we're probably not going to, if he is a bad guy, I don't know if he is, but if he is a bad guy, we're probably not going to face off against him in version two. So that'll like set up version three. Unless he's like towards the end of version two going into yeah, version starts three. To, yeah, yeah. But then I heard in version three, a lot of the stuff you do in version three is back in the countries, like back in like the ogre country and stuff like that. So that's oh, okay. That's kind of cool. But um I think I like I think the reason I liked the intro to version two was that it was almost the opposite of that. Like all that all the stuff you do in version one. It's still with you. It all happened. But going into a whole other country with a whole new set of characters, I think is is exciting to me too. Well, and if you think about it, it it's kind of like we're about to find where we come from. Yeah, that's what I feel like too. Because version two is is the human continent, right? Yeah. And that's originally where our soul is from. Yeah. So that's I'm where assuming I'm assuming that there will come a point where we will find you know maybe the village that we come from or you know something like that and there there will be like a convergence of the story that's going to be important from to the our start human from character. the very start. Well, yeah, cuz if you remember yeah. right, they have you make your, your character at the start. Well, they have you make your character, but they also have you make your sibling. Oh, right. And I don't recall that that being important yet. No, it hasn't so, been. So I would assume that, like, we That's are going to together. eventually meet our sibling in version two. Yeah. And so I, I think that's a really cool setup if that's actually what happens. Yeah. Version two or version three. Um, another thing I loved about uh, Dragon Quest X was how they did the countries and races. Like, they made it matter so much. Like, it was it was such a big deal. Like, every every country was very different from each other. Like, Ogre Country was, like, mountains and desert. Wedi was, like, swamps, marshes, rivers, oceans, um, rainforests, stuff like that. And then you had, like... Uh, what was what were the, some of the other ones? There's like the dwarf one, which is like all hills and grasslands and stuff like that. And it's just, 
I don't know. I, I the elf one was like Japanese, like mm-hmm. forests and like stuff like like it was just really cool how each country was its own thing and each race is like all like separate from each other and they all have like their own what what they're known for and stuff like that and and you can tell the stories through the ra- like like the different races accent the stories that that are going to take place in their countries and stuff like that and how important each country is i really like the uh the synergy of the abilities too like how you know you might have an ability that draws the enemy to you like ah yes and i have an ability that will attack all enemies within a certain range and yeah, so yeah. like you draw the enemies to you and then i can use my ability to damage them all for heavy damage yeah. so it's like it's kind of cool that like the the abilities and stuff and i meant to say this while we were talking about our our building our characters but it just popped in my head so i figured i'd yeah, no, and like up. the whole the whole combat system, honestly, like fucking ten out of ten in my opinion. Yeah, it's really good. It's literally like if you've played Dragon Quest Eleven, it's it's literally that, but your position matters, and you can push the enemy back to protect your uh, like mages and stuff in the back party. The only thing that I wish Dragon Quest did with its movement system during combat was have position matter in the way that like you get bonuses based off of your positioning. So like if you're if the enemy Oh like a back attack? Yeah, like if the enemy is facing you and I come in with a heavy attack, there should be like a bonus damage or like Yeah, yeah, I better get that. better critical hit chance or something like that. And and I feel like that's a lost opportunity that both ten and eleven had to because the movement in eleven is fucking pointless. I don't even know why the, 11, it's there. the movement in eleven is literally basically camera control. I, yeah, it's, like, it's literally <laughs> it fucking really pointless. Is. Yeah. Whereas in ten, it actually matters because, like, if somebody casts, like, so say we're battling someone and somebody casts like uh, Kasnu's on me, I'm immediately going to tell everyone to get the fuck away from me because it's a it's an AOE attack, attack right. right? Like in the other Dragon Quest games, it's a group attack. So if you have a group of monsters. You'll cast a snooze. Everyone a snooze will get cast on every monster in that group. So if you can get away from the guy that that's being cast on, then everybody will be in the clear kind of thing, right? Same with like Kabuff. Kabuff will buff all my party members as long as we're close enough. Stuff well, like that. Well, that's that's how they had to translate it to the MMO thing because MMOs yeah. do area of effect. They do like avoiding attacks through movement. You know, stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. Even in a turn-based system, it had to translate to that MMO style. So yeah, but I love how it still is using the command menu. Like if you've mm-hmm. played fucking Dragon Quest One or Final Fantasy One or any of those like the mainline games in either series, and you enjoy that combat, that turn-based fucking command battle menu system, it's it's that. But you can move around, like yeah. And and the the fact that like if we like my pig, we're constantly like piling bodies in front of my pig because he's our healer right so we're like if the enemy is trying to if the enemy is trying to kill our healer you're constantly like trying to push like you can hold and push push back the enemy to keep him away because unless he's using magic he's going to try and melee attack your yeah. your healers well, in the back and even if you even if you can't like stop them you can at least slow them slow them down yeah. yeah yeah honestly absolutely having a blast Excited to be playing it tomorrow morning. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're going to uh, the second uh, the second uh, kingdom or town or whatever in version two tomorrow morning. 
Um, if it's if you're watching this next Friday and we're able to stream Dragon Quest Ten on the Saturday, then we'll be doing the third probably town. But uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure playing it with you for sure. Yeah. Like it's it's been a blast. Yeah, it's been all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather play it with someone else. Yeah, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you were the only option, so. I mean, you know. I kind of had to like it, you know. <laughs> but no, but, it's been awesome, and yeah, we've had people, fun. we've had people jump in my stream and like send us good gear and stuff, helping yeah. out, like because they're just happy to help out. And then right? we can hire them uh, in their level yeah. one hundred and fifty character. Yeah, exactly. We can go to the bar and hire them, and they're like level one hundred and fucking fifty for like easy grinding and stuff. Too, yeah. So. Yeah, but, it's been awesome. Yeah, it has been awesome. But uh, I think uh, I think that's it. You know, it's funny. I said I don't think I could talk about Dragon Quest X long enough to fill a podcast, and uh, I think we've been talking about it for about an hour. So, oh yeah, brother. Because we're at, at right now as of this segment, we're at an hour and thirty five minutes. So yeah, perfect, perfect place to wrap this up. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening slash watching, guys. We really appreciate all the plays, all the rates and shares. It's it it means a lot to us. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and my YouTube channel. And uh, that's about it. Thanks for watching slash listening, guys. I'm your co-host, Alex, a.k.a. Soldier First Class. And I'm Corey, a.k.a. Dookie03. And this has been episode 12 of The Gaming Effect. Uh, Have a good one. Yep, see ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>